blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. Greetings. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. If you have a strange story or experience you want brought to life, please submit it at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now it is time to give you chills. Jojo Rocks shares his frightening experience in the Philippines, where he encountered the girl with red eyes. This happened in January 2019. I was riding a bus at that time. There were only four or five passengers left, including me. It was quarter to ten in the evening. The bus stopped. The door opened. A girl entered. She is about ten or eleven years old. Judging from the color of her hair, she is European. I glanced at her. She sat almost seven or eight seats away. As the bus moves, I continue staring at her. At first, you wouldn't think of anything of her because she wore normal clothing. But her bangs were covering her eyes. And she was all alone. My thought was, what on earth is this girl doing out at this late hour? Where are her parents? Why is she traveling alone without a parent or guardian? From time to time, I glanced at her. I started eating my taco. When I was done eating, I glanced at her again. She was staring back at me, although I still couldn't see her eyes. I looked down at my shoes and smiled. I began thinking of sitting beside her and talk to her, but when I looked at her again, a frightening feeling engulfed me. I finally saw her eyes. They were blood red. She was staring back. At this moment, 
I was shaking with fear. I looked at the other passengers to see if they saw her red eyes, but all of them were busy and they didn't even notice she was there. Again, I stared at my shoes. The bus stopped. I heard footsteps. Even without looking, I sensed that it was the girl and she was staring at me. More passengers came on board after she left. I thought I could finally breathe easier, but when I stared out the window, I saw her in the field. This time, she was with ten other children. They were aged from six to sixteen. All of them girls. The two smallest were holding teddy bears. They were all looking at me with bloodshot eyes. Even when the bus moved, they never broke eye contact. that the black cat and owl are fighting over the next story. Elizabeth shares her experience she had while searching for the Jersey Devil. some clairvoyant experiences, but this true story had a witness. I was around 10 years old when my friend, Albert Glasser, and I were walking home from school. There was a graveyard on Delilah Road, where in the woods behind, the Jersey Devil was allegedly born. There are so many stories in that state about it. Some saying it was a misshapen baby born to a woman consorting with the devil. Others calling it a demon in the woods. Many claim it was born in their county. I talked Albert into going down this lane where beautiful fragrant lilacs grew so we could look around and maybe catch a sighting. As we walked through the woods, we noticed a hill, and at the top, there was a ramshackle cabin, gaps in the side, wood sloppily braced over one window, obviously uncared for. We thought maybe that's where the monster was born. As we approached the top of the hill, We saw movement inside, which scared us into running back to the main road. 
But then, my curiosity got the best of me, and in my usual way, I talked my young friend into stealthily returning to see what we could. When we reached the top of the hill, the house was gone. We just gaped at each other in disbelief. We never told our parents because they would have punished us for doing that. But I am sure he remembers the incident as clearly and unmistakably as I do. something wasn't right. My wife was gone. Our cats, who usually pester me to feed them, were missing. I rose up and walked out into the hallway. My footsteps creaked as I called for my wife. Dare? Honey? There was no response. Still tired, I stumbled into the living room. She wasn't there, which was odd because her morning routine included watching television while eating breakfast. The silence was interrupted by the ticking of a wall clock. I followed the sound into the kitchen. The ticking grew louder. Looking around, I saw no signs of my beloved wife or cats. It was discouraging because at least one of the cats would follow me into the kitchen. I called for them. Kitties, it's time to eat. I have treats. I expected to hear the pitter-patter of paws. However, the cats didn't appear. By now, the ticking grew painfully loud. It seemed like the clock was screaming for me. Gripped by aggravation, I shouted, What's wrong with this clock? I looked up to see that the hands of the clock weren't moving. They were positioned at 11-11. I forcefully removed the clock from the wall and turned it over to check the batteries. The battery compartment was empty. Then the ticking stopped. Thunderous pounding erupted. Startled to near death, I dropped the clock, cracking its glass face. The pounding continued, and it was coming from the dining room. I called out to my wife. Honey? Dare, is that you? 
There was no response other than the pounding which grew more intense. I cautiously stepped through the entrance to the dining room. At the opposite end of the dining table, an image began to flicker. Seeping through the fabric of reality was a visage of a man who seemed to be in great distress. His arms flailed as his fists struck the table. The pounding reverberated through the house. Yet, his pained expression emitted no sound. The image became clearer with each strike, and the sight shook me to my core. This frail man with snow-white hair and maniacal eyes was an older version of myself. His distorted mouth finally vomited cries. There's no sense, absolutely no sense. I'm trapped, trapped. His dark eyes shifted upwards, recognizing the eyes that stared back. Help! Get help! He shouted. The man flickered with each pound of the fist. As I watched helplessly, I felt my body stretch like it was salt water taffy. I was being pulled in different directions. As I faded away, I heard the distant cries. Get help! Get help! I was stirred by a gentle touch. A soft voice said, I'm here. I'm here to help you. Upon opening my eyes, I realized that I was sitting at the dining room table. I turned to see my wife, who was smiling, but there was also a hint of concern. She clasped my hand, and her warmth brought me some peace. I stood up and embraced her. Peering over her shoulder, I saw the wall clock lying on the kitchen floor. I stepped away from the comfort of my wife and walked with great trepidation towards the object. It wasn't ticking. Peering down through the cracked face, I could see that the hands were positioned at 1111. Once again, the soft voice said, I'm here to help. When I looked at my wife, she began to flicker. The blood moon is setting. Thank you, Elizabeth and Jojo Rocks, for sharing your stories. You can follow Blood Moon Podcast on Instagram at The Blood Moon Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>